My dear fathers, I want to congratulate you for being fathers. Today is your day, so happy Father's Day to all of you. And may God continue to bless you, give you the strength to continue to carry us and carry our problems. On this 11th Sunday of Ordinary Time, the church reminds us of our call by God. And this call can be understood in two ways. First, through God's covenant with Israel, which we can see in the first reading of today. God chose and called us to be his people. Second, through Jesus Christ, the new covenant, God called us to be his disciples. So God made us his people and reconciled us in Christ Jesus. God called us each by name to be a people consecrated to him. Therefore, the main theme of today's readings is that we are commissioned or sent to transform others with the good news of God's love, mercy, forgiveness, and salvation through his son, Jesus Christ. In the first reading of today, we see the first part of our call. This reading tells us about one of the most famous covenants of God with his people in the Old Testament, the Sinai Covenant. God shows his continual care for Israel by liberating the people from slavery in Egypt and by offering them a relationship in which they would be God's special position, a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Through this covenant, God made Israel his people and offered to guide them towards a great destiny. And these people will offer obedience. If the people are faithful to their promise, they will forever be the sacred people, God's possession. If they fail due to their human nature, God will not abandon them, but will continue to search for them. This is God's way of acting. Although we fail, God never abandoned us. Hence the saying, to err is human and to forgive is divine. As humans, we always fell on our part of our covenant with God. Like the Israelites in the Old Testament, we are quick to say, all the Lord has spoken, we will do, according to Exodus 19.8. We are quick to say, yes, we believe and will be faithful to our covenant. However, my dear brothers and sisters, we can testify that most times we fail. But despite this, God never abandoned us. He continues to be faithful to his covenant. Hence, in today's second reading, St. Paul reminds us of how God continuously is faithful to each and every one of us through his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, for our salvation. He says, 
What proves that God loves us is that Christ died for us while we were still sinners. Through the sacrifice of Christ, we are constantly reconciled with God. So God never abandoned us because he chose us and called us to be his people. According to Paul, the greatest proof of God's love and care for us was Jesus' willingness to die on behalf of sinful mankind and so make possible a new and better relationship with God. The second part of our calling is to be Christ's disciples in a world that is quickly losing life's meaning, in a world where many feel abandoned, helpless, and hopeless. This call and mission, we are born from mercy and compassion for a dejected and abandoned world that we can see in today's gospel. Hence, today's gospel tells us at the sight of the crowd, Jesus' heart was moved with pity for them because they were troubled and abandoned like sheep without a shepherd. I feel we can see this picture in our world today. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, as Christians, each of us has a unique call. By virtue of our baptism, God chose us and called each of us by a new name. As he called his 12 apostles today, to help our abandoned world. This is a special call and invitation to lift and save our dejected world from ruins. It is a call to be faithful shepherds to one another. As God and his son continues to show us mercy and compassion, we must also show mercy to one another, especially to those who have failed or erred in one way or the other. My dear people of God, our call has a unique purpose and message. Today, Christ sends his disciples with specific instruction. Do not go into pagan territory or enter a Samaritan town. Go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, make this proclamation the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper, and drive out demons. The question becomes, is Christ discriminatory? Was he discriminating? No, my dear brothers and sisters. Indeed, Christ came to save the world. However, our call and mission must start somewhere. We must start this mission within ourselves. It must begin in our houses, families, and communities. And that is what the church calls mission at intra. Later, this mission can be extended, which is at extra, to others. Through this, Christ reminds us that the charity begins at home. This is important because we must first become God's people before becoming God's disciples. We must be redeemed before we can help others. 
So my dear brothers and sisters, let us pray to God to keep us faithful to his call, to be his people and disciples. Jesus continues to be active in our lives through the Bible and the sacraments. He has promised that he will do whatever we ask in his name, meaning that he will answer us when we ask for help in revealing the power and character of God to our world. Many people in our society can be sick in body or in mind. So as Christians sharing Christ's mission, we can be healing people and bring that healing and wholeness to people with whom we come in contact with. In our society today, demons act through all those suffocating and enslaving force which dominates, manipulates, and restricts our freedom to live in truth and love. These forces include many elements of our contemporary society, the pressure to conform to what is in fashion, whether it be in clothes, activities, food, drugs of all kinds, both prescribed and non-prescribed, and to blend to the active and attractive tendencies of hedonism, extreme individualism, greed, addictions, and violence of all kinds which marks the modern society we are living in today. Our abortion, euthanasia, divorce, litigation, culture of death is simply one of the symptoms and effects of all this, my dear brothers and sisters. So we have to start by casting out these demons from our own hearts first, before helping others to true liberation, which is God, which God is sending us today. My dear people of God, our world is so bad today that the church is under siege. And so, we need to pray for the church. That mission must start from there, from our own little churches in our homes. We need to pray for our priest. What Jesus says today, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are very limited. It's a reality in our world today. We need to pray for priests and future priests as instructed by Jesus in today's gospel by praying for an increase in the quality and quantity of those responding to the Holy Spirit's vocation of the call to priesthood. My dear brothers and sisters, through our baptism, each and every one of us is a priest. So we need to pray for one another, for God's Holy Spirit, that God can send it as he sent us on this mission, we cannot do it on our own. We need the Holy Spirit so that our mission can be successful. Let us remember, the apostles never engaged in any 
of their duties without calling on the Holy Spirit for guidance and empowerment, and he never fails. I believe and know that the Holy Spirit will not fail us today. As we celebrate this Mass, may we call upon him to continue to lead us through Christ our Lord. Amen.